what is going on cover seven family welcome back to another episode here on the cover seven with mason pierce podcast and guys in today's episode we are going to be previewing all of the upcoming action in week six of the 2022 nfl season and guys before we do start talking about all the action that we have in this upcoming weekend of this week six Please make sure that you go ahead and go rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can rate. Please make sure to like, tell your friends about it, tell your family, whatever you can do. It is so greatly appreciated by me personally. So thank y'all for all the support that y'all have shown. And guys, like we always say here on the Cover 7 Podcast, let's get right. I don't want to waste y'all's time. So let's get right into today's episode. And guys, to kick off week six on Thursday night football at Soldier Field at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Amazon Prime, we have the Washington Commanders traveling to uh, Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Now for Washington, they're coming off a very disappointing week last week in a game that they probably should have been able to win. You know, on the final drive of the game, they get down to the Titans two-yard line. Carson Wentz throws a just horrifyingly bad pass right to David Long of the Tennessee Titans and ultimately gives the Titans the win over the Commanders. Um, the Commanders, you know, overall, they're not a bad team. I think if Carson Wentz can fix his the little mistakes that he makes, this team would be in a lot better position than they're in right now. I mean, Jahan Dotson, he's been really good so far. The first-round pick out of Penn State for the Commanders. Uh, the defense has looked okay. I wouldn't say amazing or anything like that, but they have looked pretty good. So, you know, the fact that we have Washington going up against a pretty weak Chicago offense, and I know Chicago, they finally had an offensively breakout game against the Vikings last week, if you want to say that. Justin Fields, he finally got over that 100 passing yard mark that kind of seems to always just not allow him to be able to reach over it for some reason. He finally was able to get over 100 passing yards. Darnell Mooney had an amazing OBJ-like catch. You know, the offense was able to get things going. But, I mean, honestly, I think in this game, you know, the Bears, whose defense still allows probably 20-plus points every single game. I think if Carson Wentz can fix the little mistakes, give me the Washington Commanders over the Chicago Bears on Thursday night football. I'm hoping this game does not turn into how last uh, last week's Thursday night football game went with the Colts and Broncos because, man, I do not feel like falling asleep literally at halftime. So hopefully we don't get another game like that, but definitely – I would give the Washington Commanders over the Chicago Bears. But anyway, guys, that is the only Thursday night football game that we have. So we're going to travel down to Sunday, our main main day of games. And to kick it all off on Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we're going to talk a little bit about the early slate of games as we have the San Francisco 49ers traveling out to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo and that San Francisco 49er offense last week look really good against the Carolina Panthers defense. I like kind of how Jimmy G is not trying to force as much. You know, he's able to take the short yardage situations and everything like that. So, honestly, I think San Francisco, their offense will do pretty good. And then on the flip side for the Atlanta Falcons, they're coming off a week, you know, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where they kind of get screwed over by refs. I mean... I'm not saying guaranteed if that was called if that wasn't called roughing the passer the Falcons would have won that game but definitely it looks super close. Um, I don't remember correctly if Cordell Patterson will be playing for the Falcons but if Cordell Patterson is not playing for the Falcons in this game definitely give me Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers over the Atlanta Falcons. So anyway guys, we're going to head up north and this game will also be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS as we have the Bailey Zappi-led New England Patriots 
traveling to Cleveland to take on the Jacoby Brissett-led Cleveland Browns. Now, personally for me, I liked how you know Bailey Zappi played last week, his first career NFL start against the uh, the Detroit Lions. Almost said the New York New York Lions, the Detroit Lions. He played really solid, 100 plus passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. You know he was able to get the ball. Jacoby Myers had an amazing game. Ramondre Stevenson had an amazing game against the Lions defense. I mean, I know the Lions defense. You know, even though at the beginning of the season they looked pretty good, most specifically that that game against the Washington Commanders. Um, you know, just they've kind of fallen off the map, but I do think Bailey Zappi was able to control that off, that New England Patriots offense very well. And then on the flip side for the Cleveland Browns, they're coming off a very disappointing loss last week to the Chargers in which they missed a game-winning field goal. Cade York missed a game-winning field goal, but really was not all his fault because Joe, Jacoby Brissett threw a very costly interception right at pretty much did the second-to-last drive of the game, which would have easily have given the Browns a win so um I'm kind of tied at who to go with this game but honestly I think if Bailey Zappi he plays the same way he did against the Lions and the Packers against the Browns give me the New England Patriots over the Cleveland Browns and yes I said it I know the Browns are at home but I feel like Matthew Judon and that front rush of the New, the New England Patriots they will definitely do a better job at containing Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt so give me the New England Patriots over the Cleveland Browns Anyway, guys, the next early slate game that we have is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the Zach Wilson-led New York Jets taking on the Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers. Now, this game will be played at this game will be played at Lambeau Field, so just something to always take into consideration. Uh, the New York Jets, they're coming off of an amazing game last week against the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins, they were down to their third-string quarterback after Teddy Bridgewater left the game with a concussion. So, huge blow to the Dolphins and their offense in general. But, um, you know, overall, the, the Jets' offense also played really well against a very stout Miami Dolphins defense. I mean, Zach Wilson didn't make any mistakes in that game, which is a great sign for him. Uh, Sauce Gardner, their first-round pick out of Cincinnati at corner, he played amazing last week, got his first career interception as well. But, you know, for the Green Bay Packers, they're going to be upset coming off a loss in London last week against Daniel Jones and the Giants, a game that I feel the that it was literally the Packers game to lose. They went up 17 to 3 or 17 to 7 really early in the game and then blew that lead to Daniel Jones and the Giants offense. So, I think the Packers, you know, now that they're back at home, I think this is a game that they absolutely know they must win. So, give me Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers over the New York Jets. And now, guys, for the next game that we have, we have, and it's going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Colts coming off one of the worst Thursday night football games of all time. They're going to also be looking to want to bounce back, most specifically on offense, and be able to replicate what they did on that final drive offensively. Because, man, were they just horrendously bad on offense the whole entire game. And it wasn't even the fact that the Broncos' defense was amazing. They were good, but just Matt Ryan looked, did not look that great in this game. Alec Pierce bailed him out a ton, the rookie wide receiver out of Cincinnati for the Colts. And then on the flip side, for the Jaguars, you know, they also had a pretty rough offensive game last week. Trevor Lawrence had a very costly pick last week, which ultimately gave Derek Stingley, the Texans' first-round pick, his first career interception, and they would lose to the Texans at home. So kind of one of those matchups where I don't really know how to feel because – I've, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get from Trevor Lawrence. You're either going to get 
the Trevor Lawrence that played amazing against the Colts in Week 2, or you're going to get the Trevor Lawrence that played absolutely horrendously bad. Oh, he had those four uh, four fumbles against. I'm trying to trying to think back, but you know, just unfortunately with Trevor Lawrence, he cannot play consistently. But I do think that that Colts offense is going to want to bounce back. Not Colts offense, the the Jaguars offense. They're going to want to bounce back majorly in this game. Uh, you know, they were starting to get um, Trevor Etienne a little bit more, or Travis Etienne a little bit more involved into the run game as well. I know he had a fumble, but outside of that, I do think that the Jaguars offense will majorly bounce back. So give me the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the next game we have is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We have the Minnesota Vikings traveling down to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. And, well, this Miami Dolphins team is probably going to full, you know, fully be on ER. Tyreek Hill, he's a little bit banged up. Teddy Bridgewater and Tua Tagovailoa will not be in this game whatsoever. So that leads rookie quarterback Skylar Thompson to make his NFL debut at well, NFL starting debut. He made his debut last week, but his starting debut against the Minnesota Vikings. And you know, coming off a blowout loss to the Jets, I mean, I don't really know how you'd probably feel because they just were na- were never able to get anything going against the Jets. And then on the flip side for the Vikings, you know, they you know, Kirk Cousins finally had a really solid game. Didn't make a ton of mistakes that we've kind of gotten accustomed to. You know, obviously I know the second half was not his best half, but that first half and the way he played I think it was like 18 for 18 or 18 for 19. I mean, he went off in the first half against the Bears. So give me the Minnesota Vikings in this game, which is largely due to the fact that the Miami Dolphins are so banged up right now. And, you know, they're missing a lot of key pieces on offense. So anyway, guys, the next game that we're going to talk about is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time as well on CBS as we have the Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals traveling down to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. And, man, what a win it was for the New Orleans Saints last week. What a game Taysom Hill had. Four touchdowns on the day. I know all you fantasy owners, y'all were thrilled with his performance. But, you know, it's you know there's always one game a year where it seems like Taysom Hill just has an absolute field day. And that game came against the Seattle Seahawks and their really bad uh, defense. And then on the flip side for the Bengals, they had a heartbreaker last week. Or they, they had a heartbreaking loss last week to the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night football against Lamar Jackson. But the Bengals' defense really didn't even play that bad despite that last drive. They let Lamar Jackson pretty much run himself all the way down the field to get the game-winning field goal. You know, overall, defense didn't play horrendous, but the offense had a few struggles, whether it was Joe Burrow in the passing game trying to get Jamar Chase open, which is kind of weird because these past few weeks, Jamar Chase has just kind of looked like a shell of himself. He hasn't really been able to get separation. Defenses are starting to really play to him and not allow him to get anything really open, so definitely it's going to be interesting to see how Jamar Chase will bounce back in this week against the New Orleans Saints uh, secondary that's really not that good. We saw Geno Smith have a field day against their secondary, so it'll be interesting to see how Joe Burrow and the Bengals will do against that defense, but I do think that if Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara and all of those guys are able to play a really solid game this week against the Bengals, considering it is in New Orleans, don't be surprised if the New Orleans Saints get the win over the Cincinnati Bengals, but as much as I hate to say it due to the fact that I am a TCU guy and I love Andy Dalton, I do think Joe Burrow and the Bengals will get the win over the Saints. So give me Joe Burrow and the Bengals over the New Orleans Saints. The next game that we do have, guys, is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS. And this will actually probably be one of the better games of the weekend, most specifically on the Sunday slate of games, 
as we have the Baltimore Ravens traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Giants. Now, the Giants coming off an upset win over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last week in London. They're looking to be able to have a repeat performance. Daniel Jones, you know, he, did, he didn't have a passing touchdown or interception on the day, but he made a lot of amazing throws. Saquon Barkley had an amazing game as well. And overall, the Giants looked very good. That defense looked amazing against Aaron Rodgers. So it'll be interesting to see how they go up against uh, uh, Lamar Jackson and Baltimore's offense. And then on the flip side for the uh, Ravens, Lamar Jackson had a ton of struggles throwing the football last week against the Bengals. I mean, he missed two wide-open passes that would have been touchdowns. So it'll be interesting to see how Lamar Jackson will be able to kind of bounce back from a rough throwing performance. But running, Lamar Jackson did his thing against the Bengals and ultimately would give the Bengals uh, a game-winning field goal as he would put them in position for Justin Tucker to come in and do what he does best and kick that game-winning field goal. So... Um, in this game, I know that the Ravens are favored, but I just think that that run game for the Giants is really good. I know the Ravens were able to kind of contain Joe Mixon last week and Samaje Piran, but I, you know, call me crazy, but I do think the New York Giants could be able to upset the Baltimore Ravens. So give me the New York Giants over the Baltimore Ravens simply for the fact that I think Daniel Jones, he's finally flourishing in a great offense under Brian Dable. And I think the Giants, they'll have a really good game offensively. So give me the Giants over the Baltimore Ravens. And now, lastly, on our noon slate of games, early slate of games, at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have we have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's not a lot I need to say about this game. You know, I talked a little bit earlier about the Falcons and that whole situation last week where Tom Brady, you know, was able to get a roughing the passer call on him after Grady Jarrett, quote-unquote, was roughing him, which I still don't understand. We saw another similar instance with Chris Jones on Derek Carr on Monday Night Football. But besides the fact Tom Brady and that uh, Buccaneers offense, they played really well in the first half. They were non-existent in the second, but, you know, Obviously, if they're healthy and fully able to continue to get the run game going and everything like that, I think the Buccaneers will have an easy time against this really poor defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's just really sad to see because you can tell they are hurting majorly right now without TJ Watt. I know he's questionable to return this week. I don't know 100% sure if he'll be back, but even if he is back, I think just that Tom, Tom Brady and this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense will just be too much, whether it is on the ground with Leonard Fournette or over the air with guys like Mike Evans, Russell Gage, hopefully, and Chris Godwin if he's able to continue to stay healthy, and potentially Julio Jones if he stays healthy as well. So I think Tom Brady and the Pitts and the or I think Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think they should be able to get the win over Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So give me Tom Brady and the Bucks over the Steelers for our last game of the noon slate. And anyway, guys, that does wrap up the noon slate of games. So now let's get into our final slate of games right before we get to Sunday night football with the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. But anyway, guys, the first game of our last slate that we're going to talk about is going to be at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Los Angeles to take on the L.A. Rams. And well, for the Panthers, they finally pulled the plug. They fired their head coach, Matt Rule, after a very disappointing tenure with the uh, with the Carolina Panthers, 11-27 and in three seasons with the team. Just very disappointing. I could probably have been the first person to tell you that I knew it was not going to work out. You know, Matt Rule is an amazing college football head coach. But unfortunately, his style of play just does not transition well to professional football. 
doesn't mean he's a bad coach, but definitely I think his 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 career from now on will sit in college football as he'll probably have a two year hiatus as he gets paid like forty million dollars to sit on his couch. But anyway, Baker Mayfield struggled heavily. The Carolina Panthers offense struggled heavily. You know, Christian McCaffrey was you know they, they just could not get him the football. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. The Panthers right now are pretty much in a rebuild mode. It's already been pretty much rumored that the Panthers are probably going to start selling off a lot of their pieces right before the trade deadline. So I think the Panthers going into this game, they're going to be pretty just, and eh, they're not really going to be caring too much. But the interim head coach for the Carolina Panthers, Steve Wilkes, who was a one-year head coach with the Arizona Cardinals before he would get fired and they would hire Cliff Kingsbury. So he is a pretty good coach, and now that he actually has some talent around him, It'll be interesting to see how he does, but they are going up against the L.A. Rams. And I know that the Rams looked horrifyingly bad last week on offense against the Dallas Cowboys. But you have to remember the Cowboys, and this is no bias at all, the Cowboys, they do have a top 10 defense in the league. Micah Parsons is just absurd. Trayvon Diggs, you know, the secondary of the Cowboys. Demarcus Lawrence, the linebacking core with Van Der Esch. I mean, they just had a field day against this Rams offense. And then on the flip side for the defense, you know, they didn't even play that horribly. They were able to lock down CeeDee Lamb and all and you know all the wide receivers for the Cowboys. But the run game is what would kill them. Aaron Donald, who had a good first half with two sacks, but after that was just non-existent. But I do think the Rams, they will finally get back on the right track against a very poor Carolina Panthers team. You know, Matthew Stafford, who's banged up beyond disbelief. We don't really know officially what's going on. You could tell from the beginning of the season when they played the Bills that something was not right. They're not throwing the football deep. They're not getting, you know, they're throwing a lot of short routes, which is not something that we kind of got used to last year when they won the Super Bowl. So give me the Rams over the Carolina Panthers, largely due to the fact that the Panthers, they just fired their head coach, and they are definitely in a weird position right now. Now, guys, for the next game that we have, we're going to stay on the West Coast as we have the Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals traveling up north a little bit to take on the Seattle Seahawks. And, man, how good Geno Smith has been this year for the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of question marks between who would start at quarterback in the offseason. Would it be Drew Locke, who had got acquired by the Seahawks in the whole Russell Wilson trade? Or to be Geno Smith, the veteran who was an absolute stud during his time at West Virginia. And yes, I'm going to constantly keep reminding y'all because he definitely was exactly that. And, you know, well, Geno Smith has absolutely proven that he deserves the starting reins. He had an amazing week against the Lions two weeks ago. Had an amazing week against the Saints. An amazing, or an amazing, an amazing game to start off the season against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. So, you know, Geno Smith in that offense with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You know, unfortunately, Rashad Penny would go down with the season-ending injury. So, I hope all goes well for him. But, you know, Kenneth Walker... The uh, you know, second-round pick out of Michigan State, he looked really good last week. So there is a lot of bright spots on the Seattle Seahawks offense. The defense, they're still trying to figure things out. Tariq Woolen, who I absolutely love as a corner for the Seattle Seahawks, their rookie cornerback, he is, he's been doing pretty solid. Three straight interceptions in three straight games. So absolutely, he's been on to... He's literally been on to an incredible start to the season so far. And then you have the Arizona Cardinals, who kind of similar to the Carolina Panthers, have a young head coach who currently is struggling and is definitely right now on the hot seat. Besides, you know, out, you know, he did get a contract extension in the offseason, but definitely has been struggling so far this season to get things going with Kyler Murray in this offense. 
obviously them not having DeAndre Hopkins has been huge and definitely a killer for their offense, but still no excuse when you have guys like James Conner, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz. You know, the list goes on and on and on. You know, there's really no excuse, you know, getting Marquise Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, just been a lot of offensive struggles. And, you know, they really haven't been able to figure things out. And then on the defensive side, it doesn't get any better. You know, Vance Joseph has been doing and so far with the defense this year. They've been getting lit up by most teams. So, just honestly, there's a lot of things that are definitely a huge question mark for this Arizona Cardinals team. So, at least in my opinion, I think the Seattle Seahawks will be able to beat the Cardinals at home. It's going to be up in Seattle. So, obviously, the 12th man for the Seahawks is going to be huge in this game. So, give me Geno Smith and the Seahawks over Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. And then, lastly, guys, our last game on this late slate of games that we have is going to be a rematch from last year's AFC Divisional game as we have the Buffalo Bills led by Josh Allen taking on the Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs. This game will be at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. And, you know, the biggest thing for the Buffalo Bills, especially last week, the defense. The defense, they shut out Kenny Pickett last week. They only held the Steelers to three points on the day. And that wasn't even the best part for the Buffalo Bills in this game because Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis, they would go off in this game. Gabriel Davis had a huge 98-yard receiving touchdown. Josh Allen had 350 yards passing before halftime. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about Josh Allen and how great of a quarterback he is. You know, I could sit here all day and talk to you about that. But then you also have to look on the flip side at who their counterpart in this game is going to be. And that is obviously Patrick Mahomes, who many people consider the best quarterback in all of the NFL. You know, he has one of the best tight ends in the NFL with Travis Kelsey. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is starting to improve a lot more. You know, you know, Kansas City Chiefs offense, despite losing their star wide receiver Tyreek Hill, they still have had one of the best offenses in the league so far. So in this game, we are going to have two of the best offenses in the league going head-to-head with each other. You know, also both teams, they don't have any of the best defenses in the league. Now, the Bills probably will once they are fully healthy. You know, they won't have Micah Hyde for the rest of the year. But, you know, when Jordan Poyer can get back, Tredavious White can get back, that defense is going to be lethal. So in this game with the Bills and Chiefs, um, you know, honestly, as much as I want to say Kansas City, just due to the fact that it's going to be at Arrowhead Stadium, give me give me Josh Allen and the Bills in this game. I love, I just love that offense with Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, you know, James Cook, who kind of who kind of had his breakout game last week against the Steelers. You know, just I think the Bills they are more talented right now on offense. You know, I just I just think honestly this is the Bills game to lose. So give me the Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs as they're going to majorly want revenge over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in last year's playoffs. And then guys to wrap up Sunday, which is going to probably this game will probably be the second best game behind the Bills and Chiefs game at 7:20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. We have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia to take on the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. And man, what a matchup this is going to be. Two teams that going into this season had kind of two different paths. The Philadelphia Eagles, who had an amazing offseason. The Dallas Cowboys, who had an ant offseason. They got rid of Amari Cooper. You know, just a lot of people didn't agree with their drafting decisions. We're getting Tyler Smith in the first round, who's actually been doing pretty solid for the Cowboys offensive line. You know, but the Eagles, who have gotten off to a great start this season, you know, they were able to hold off against the Arizona Cardinals last week when the Cardinals missed a game-tying field goal. 
but the Eagles defense has been very solid. Hassan Reddick has done amazing things for them. The offense with, with Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, who they traded for on draft day from the Titans. You know, the list goes on and on as well for this Eagles team. And then the Cowboys, I don't think enough can really be said about the job that Cooper Rush has done coming in for Dak Prescott, wanting, winning four straight games. I mean, he's just absolutely been on fire here, here of lately. The game last week against the Rams, not his best game, only put up about 100 passing yards, but he was able to make the right passes and right reads and not put the Cowboys in any real bad situations. So Cooper Rush, honestly, I think has been a blessing in disguise for this Cowboys team as he's given them a ton of hope. And then on the flip side, their defense with Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Trevon Diggs, I mean, they have just looked so good. I don't think any team really... And I, you know, I'll say this now, knock on wood, but I don't think any really team can truly beat Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence who are coming off the edge on opposite sides of the line. I mean, they just have looked so good. So in this game, as much as I want my Dallas Cowboys to win, I just think, honestly, they're finally going up against a really stout defense in Philadelphia and the offense with Jalen Hurts, who's going to finally give them their real first mobile quarterback of the season. And he also has one of the best arms in the league as well. And, yes, he does. Trust me. He may not show it sometimes, but he definitely does. Give me Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles as they will remain undefeated. Now, they won't remain undefeated the whole season, but I do think that they will be able to beat the Dallas Cowboys. But... It will definitely be in a very, very close game. And then anyway, guys, as that does wrap up Sunday, we only have one more game left in week six, and that will be on Monday Night Football at 7.15 p.m. Uh, Central Time on ESPN as we have Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, unfortunately, who are back on primetime traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about this game a ton because, the Broncos, they lost their starting left tackle, Garrett Bowles, with a broken leg for the rest of the season. Um, they lost their they lost their slot cornerback in Ronald Darby for the rest of the season. You know, just overall, this team is super banged up. They don't have their safety, Justin Simmons, who's out with an injury right now. And, you know, and then to make matters worse, Russell Wilson has looked horrendously so far. And I've seen, and I know y'all have probably seen all the memes of, you know, how Russell Wilson has his signature catch catchphrase, let Russ cook, and then they'll have a bunch of raw eggs with raw beans. It's just, <laughs> just absolutely mocking the whole let Russ cook thing. But I just don't see him doing that well against, especially the secondary of the Chargers with guys like Asante Samuel, J.C. Jackson, and then he's going to have Khalil Mack in his face as well. I know Joey Bosa's still out, but having a guy like Khalil Mack, that's not going to make matters any worse. And then on top of that, having Derwin James as the safety deep. So if something happens with Asante Samuel or with uh, J.C. Jackson, or if they just have him on a safety blitz, you know, Derwin James is going to have a field day on this Denver Broncos O-line. So definitely I will take the Los Angeles Chargers huge over the Denver Broncos in this Monday night football matchup to wrap up week six. So guys, I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode, you know, previewing all the action that we have upcoming for week six. Let me know what y'all's favorite game is. Mine is definitely going to be my Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, but also I'm super excited to see Josh Allen and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC divisional round rematch. So that should be a very good game. Guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic rest of y'all's week. Please make sure to go like, you know, share with your friends. Do whatever you can to please make sure to help spread the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast because we need to make sure everybody's kept up to date with anything football and sports related. So, guys, thank y'all so very much. And also make sure to go check out the Week 7 preview for college football coming out at 6 p.m. Central tonight. So, anyway, guys, I will catch y'all 
back on Tuesday as we will have a recap of all of the action from week six of the 2022 NFL season. So see y'all guys then and have an amazing weekend. Peace, y'all.